Good morning. And welcome to You Sunday here at Flat Springs Baptist Church. If you are visiting with us today, we want to say thank you for joining us for worship. We have envelopes in the pew that you can fill out if you are a first-time visitor and would like for us to know more about you. Just drop it in the offering plate as it comes by. Before Molly comes up to share today's announcements, we would like to take a moment to recognize that tomorrow is Veterans Day. We appreciate all our service men and women, and this morning we would like to take a moment to thank you and recognize you for your service. If you served in any branch of the armed forces, please stand at this time to be recognized. Thank you. Good morning. I have several announcements to share with you this morning. We thank Stephanie Bridges for the beautiful display we see this morning representing our 23 Baptist Children's Homes in the state of North Carolina. Today begins the week of prayer and designated offering collection for the Baptist Children's Homes of North Carolina. Please make sure to pick up a copy of the prayer guide before you leave today. Our angel tree is set up and is right outside the piano side doors. There are 10 angels on the tree. If you decide that your family would like to pick an angel of the tree, please make sure you sign out that angel. There's a wish list among with each angel. Please place your unwrapped gifts in the large plastic bag provided and return them to the church no later than December 1st. If you have any questions, please see Kim Harris. Anyone who would like to participate in our World Hunger Bread Bank offering can pick up a bread bank in the atrium. Please sign your bank out on the clipboard based on the number you found on the bottom of your bank. Please don't forget that the Outreach Committee is collecting cake mixes for the Thanksgiving meal in Kentucky. You can place your donations of the spice, pumpkin, or yellow cake mixes in the orange tub found in the little kitchen. Also, please don't forget that if you would like to purchase a memorial poncetta, the deadline is for that is next Sunday. Prayer requests are Herbert Wicker is in Central Carolina Hospital and will be transferred to Chapel Hill on Monday. Reverend Gordon West remains a patient at Duke. Rachel Robertson, Selena Macias, is great-grandmother, is in a nursing home in Chesapeake, Virginia.
Heavenly Father, we thank you for this beautiful day that you have given to us. We are grateful to be gathered in your house for worship this morning. God, we pray for each of the youth as they lead in worship this morning. May you calm their spirits and any nerves they may be feeling. God, please be with the congregation and help them to open and receive to hearing the word you have for them this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Please stand, turn in your hymnals to page number two and join us as we sing Holy, Holy, Holy. Gracious Heavenly Father, thank you for this beautiful Sunday. 
Thank you for Flat Springs Church, and thank you for the Youth Sunday. Be with those on our prayer list. Father, we pray that this offering is acceptable unto you, and it will be used to further your kingdom. Amen. Please stand and turn in your hymnals to page four and join us as we sing, To God Be the Glory.
Good morning. My name is Austin, and I'm doing the children's sermon. I have a question. What's y'all's favorite sport? What? what? Basketball. Does the sport have any rules? Yes. Well, my favorite sport is baseball, and there's a bunch of rules if you want to play it correctly. Some rules are three strikes you're out, the team that scores the most runs win, and the team bats until three outs are made. Why do you think it is important to have rules? It is important to have rules when playing sports because everyone could just, if you didn't have rules, everybody could just do whatever they wanted and not have any accountability. It would be pretty messy and it could even cause someone to get hurt. Today, Dalton and Kendall are going to be talking talking to us about two very important rules that Jesus gives us in the Bible. In Matthew 22, 36 through 40, it says, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in law? Jesus replied, love, love, the Lord, all your God, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is love your neighbor as yourself. All the laws and the prophets hang on these two commandments. God tells us that as Christian people to do most important rules to live in is by love, love others, and love God. Why do you, how do you think we love God? We can, you can be talking, you can talk to him, praying and reading his word. How do you think we can love others? We can be nice to them. We can encourage one another. We can share our toys and say yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am. This week, I want you to remember to those, remember those two things, and do them: love God and love others. Do you think we can do that? Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray that you would help us to do more loving this week. Help us to be kind to everyone we meet so that they may know something and is different about us and we have the love in Jesus in our hearts. Help us also spend more time with you. In Jesus' name, amen.
is Matthew 25, 31 through 46. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne. Before him will be gathered all the nations, and he will separate people from one another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he, will, and he will place the sheep on his right, but the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was, a, I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or feed you, or thirsty or give you drink? And when did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer, him, and the king will answer them, Truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you cursed, into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. Naked, and you did not clothe me. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they will, then they will, also, then they also will answer, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty? or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister to you. Then he will answer them, saying, Truly I say to you, as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. What a good day it's been to this point of worship. I'm just wondering... If you're here as an adult or, or maybe not even a youth right now, um, whatever that means, uh, but you, you were in a youth Sunday. You participated in a youth Sunday once in your life, twice in your life. Would you just stand up if you ever participated in a youth Sunday? That's pretty impressive, guys. That, uh, a lot of folks that are still, you may be seated. Thank you. I just thought that significant. That's really, it was Youth Sundays where the Lord began to speak to me at age 12 and 13 about ministry. And God uses this opportunity. So this is one of our most holy assignments. And our youth have done such a tremendous, tremendous job. I want to encourage families, before we pray, to get a, one of the bread banks. And I know the argument is we all use plastic, amen? Okay, well, here's my argument against that, okay? Not against plastic, but um, it is a wonderful opportunity, especially if you have youth and if you have children in your house to make the effort to go once a month and use your debit card and get a $5 roll of quarter or dimes and put them in that bank. And to pray for every organization that's trying to work for world hunger. We take this offering up once a year, but there are folks that are hungry every day. There are folks today in Lee County that are hungry, that need our help. 
it's a wonderful opportunity for us to become aware, for us to use that as place it on your altar. And if you don't have a home altar, let me encourage you to find one, to make one. And to use that as a part of your memory that when we collect that offering next year, it will be covered with prayers all through the year. And that offering will go to help folks. So I hope you'll, you'll take one of those things. Pray with me. Lord, what a holy day. As Dr. Mike Cogdell said, this is a high and holy day. Our young people are taking us into your presence. They've done a tremendous job to this point. And I pray for Kendall and Dalton now as they shall bring a word that you have laid upon their heart to our ears. And I pray not just to our ears, but also to our spirit, that we will indeed hear what you have to say. Maybe there's someone here today who knows in their heart they've wandered a little bit far away. Maybe they haven't missed a Sunday in 50 years, but spiritually they've wandered a little bit away. And today we are becoming like little children to listen again. Give us words that will penetrate through all the things of this world that shield us from an intimate relationship with you and speak to our heart. Challenge us that we might be sheep, that we might understand the rules and accountability, that we might hear your voice as you speak clearly. Again, thank you for this day. Thank you for the preparation that has gone into it. Thanks for the willingness of these young people to stand unashamed for your gospel. Bless them as they continue to grow up in this world. For our prayer is in Jesus' name. Y'all nervous? Because I sure am. <laughs> All right, my name's Dalton Smith. The ones who don't know me, I've been going here my entire life. My parents is uh, Crystal and Dwayne Smith. My grandparents are Jack and Ann Marks. So uh, just bear with me. Matthew chapter 22, verses 20, 36 through 37. A Pharisee lawyer asked Jesus, Sir, which is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? Jesus replied, love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your, uh, this is the first and greatest commandment. What I take away from this is the Lord is telling me I should love him with all of my mind, with all my heart, with all my body. What, the way I show my love is not by coming to church every Sunday, but it's what I can do for my community. This is one of the reasons I'm a volunteer fireman. I like doing mission work locally, far away, and through the Lord I have the strength to help my community. For me, it's always easier to show my love than to dive into the Bible and try to read it. But I... I'm just restarting with that. Hold up. For me, it's always easier to show my love than to dive into the Bible and try to read it. But now that I'm older, I learned that I... It's, I learned now that it's that I need to dive into the Bible to grow closer to the Lord. Like my Uncle Russell always told me, it, the Bible is a tool to know God. 
In the Bible, there is a love called agape. Without knowing God's love, you don't know how to show agape love. Agape love is the love God shows in his love to his son, Jesus. Agape is a powerful love that the Bible is, is a powerful love, the best of three types of love, which are agape, uncontrollable love, unconditional, sorry. The love Jesus has for us, eros, the best of the love between a husband and wife, philo, a brotherly love like a, a friend. Agape is used 106 times in the New Testament. Do not get me wrong, we all love our girlfriends, our wives, our husbands, our kids, whatever it is. But that's not the love that I'm talking about. This love is philo and eros love. These love. This love is three types of love. Agape love is the only acceptable love that we, if we are to love the Lord with all of our heart, soul, mind, and body. If we, are, if we get our heads right, it's easier to love the Lord. Then if it's, it's, it's also easier to love others and makes it easier to come to church. I'm telling you, there's some Sundays I don't want to crawl to bed, I don't want to get dressed, and I don't want to come to church and sit in a pew and listen to Gary preach. But really what I should be listening for, <laughs> but really what I should be listening for is the Lord preaching through Gary. If I love the Lord, it's easier to show people in every day. When I'm hanging out with my buddies, not acting like a fool, but just being myself who loves the Lord, not trying to act like a fool, but just being who the Lord wants me to be. If I walk with him, talk with him, and read the Bible, I grow closer to him. And by growing closer to him, I can show my love in multiple ways. Once you start loving him, it's easier, and his love pours out of you like an open vessel. My favorite Bible story is Jonah. Jonah did not want to do what the Lord asked him to do. Because of this, he got swallowed by a whale. While he was in the belly of the whale, he poured out his love to him. Without, while he, yeah, he poured out his love to him in, with his heart in prayer. I'm not going to read the whole prayer, but I am going to read verses 9 through 10. Jonah chapter 2, 9 through 10. But while I will shout for graceful praise, will sacrifice to you. What I have vowed, I will make good. What I will say, salvation comes through the Lord. And the Lord commanded the fish and spit up Jonah onto dry land. I feel like this shows Jonah's love to the Lord through, the, even though he had known he had done wrong, to make right with the Lord. And all of us sitting in here knows the world is a messed up place in multiple ways. But as, a, as Christians, we have to show the Lord's love in our, in our daily lives with, show, we have to show the Lord's love in our daily lives so others can see the Lord's love through us in our daily walk. I'm standing here this morning and want to thank all the mature Christians who have taught me the story of Jonah and taught me God's love. Thank you. Hello. Good morning. I'm Kendall Gaines, and I'm going to the church 
all my life. So, I have a question for y'all today. How would God rate your love? Hot, cold, or lukewarm? God says in the Bible multiple times that we need to love everyone. Our friends, family, co-workers, students in class, some students in class that pinch your nerves as much as they can be pinched. God says you have to love them. One of my mom's friends used to work with her. Their church does like random acts of kindness, which I think is really cool. One of them was a drive through situation. So if I'm going in the cookout at 5 o'clock in the morning because I'm running late for some meeting, I'm, someone pulls in front of me, I'm like, hmm. The first thing, I'm not going to say, I love these people. Like, I, I know this sounds bad, but I'm going to be like, hmm. Look at them. I love them so much. I would be mad. I would be, now I have to wait. And what if they run out of French fry seasoning? Like, that would make me mad. I know. It would make me mad. So, 1 John 4, 13 through 17 says, This is how we know we live in God and he in us. He has given us the spirit, and we have seen and testified that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God who lives in them and them in God. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and them in them. This is how love is made complete among us. So we have the confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear. Because fear has to do with the punishment, the one who fears God is made perfect. We love because he first loved us. This verse right here, I have a poster in my room. I read it every morning. It says, it says we love because he first loved us, which really is just... That's just a good verse. I'm going to continue. Whoever claims to love God yet has a brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. And he has given us this command. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. So how does God challenge us to love people? Back to the drive-thru situation. They get in front of me. That's the challenge. Because I'm going to be like, mm, I love these people. But no, I wouldn't say that. But if I was a person in front who pulled in front of them, and I felt bad, because I, what if I didn't mean to pull in front of them? I'd be like, mm. And they're like looking at me, trying to figure out who I am, maybe taking a picture of my license plate. I don't know. But <laughs> I would have been like, I'm going to pay for their food just to like show that God's love is real and that I was like, I didn't mean to do that. So most people think loving is easy, easy but is it really? Most people could think of five people in this room that, that, they, that they have grudges with. It's bad to say, but it probably is true. God doesn't say to love when you want to, or when your to-do list is done, or when it's in your convenience. God says to love at your all-time lows, when, it's, when you're super busy and it's 5.30, and you got to go pick up your kids from your Aunt Karen's, and you got soccer practice, and when you got to drop off a casserole at your neighbor who just had knee surgery. God says to love at those times. That's when we should love, not on Sunday mornings for an hour, but for that hour, then the next, 24, and then the next, and the next. Love is letting your little sister sleep in your room when you have an hour left of homework to do. Love is inviting someone to church that doesn't have a church home. Love is forgiveness. Love is grace. Love is understanding. Love is letting the teacher, love is when the teacher lets you turn in assignment late. Love is standing up during church trying to get a loss off somebody. <laughs> James 2.26 says, for as the body without the spirit is dead, faith without works is also dead. When I read this, I thought love would work perfect in faith situation. So if I read it again, for as the body without the spirit is dead, so love without works is dead. 
When I thought of this, I thought about Miss Odessa. If I sit in my pew, Miss Odessa walks by, I'm like, hmm, I love Miss Odessa. Or she looks so good in that dress. I like her, her, her bracelet that she's wearing today. She wouldn't have known I said any of that. If I got up out of my pew, walked her to her pew with Miss Beth and Miss Atlas, Mr. Atlas, if I went up and I would say, how how's your day been? How's your week been? I hope you had a great week. That's a completely different thing than just me sitting there and not doing anything. It's, it's love with deeds is what really is the best. So Matthew 25, 34, 35 through 40 says, For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. Then the righteousness will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you? Or thirsty and you gave you something to drink? When did we see you as a stranger and invite you in? Or needed clothes and clothed you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go and visit you? Excuse me. The King Jesus will reply, Truly I tell you, whatever you did for the least of these brother and sister, you also did for me. So, when I think about this, I think of lukewarm Christians. Lukewarm Christians may believe in God, may even go to church on a regular, like all of us. But their relationship with God doesn't always impact the way they live the rest of the week. They may believe in the Bible, but when push comes to shove, they won't stand up for the gospel. So again, how would God rate your love? Hot, cold, or lukewarm? Here are some examples of how Flat Springs members reach out to the community in love. Sundays and Wednesday worships and prayer services, we celebrate Christmas and Easter in a big way, like y'all know. Choir singing for those with musical gifts, Sunday school and Bible studies for learners who gifts with teaching. Op options to attend conferences at Christian retreats. We have organized opportunity for children, youth, and adults to serve others. We support home and foreign ministries. We pack operation, we pack shoe boxes for Operation Christmas Child. We have, we shop for kids at Angel Tree each year. We have all the Dorcas ministries. Our Sunday schools reach out to Sanford Health and Rehab on Sunday mornings. Our Baptist men build, build wheelchair ramps and do yard work and participate in the ministry for Ronald, Ronald McDonald House in Chapel Hill. Our Baptist women provide food, clothing, and blankets to families going through hard times. Family Promise and Five Loaves and Two Fish groups are newer groups who focus on making sure food is available. Hands and feet pray for teachers and make sure that the Reach Out Crisis Pregnancy Center is stocked with diapers and new things mom and dads need. Coolers for Christ give blankets to newborns. That's a lot of stuff, y'all. People don't think, well, I come to church, I go to Sunday school, I go to preaching, and then you go to Wednesday night and you have all these clubs. People don't think that that's a lot. But all of these things that y'all do, y'all are showing love every single day. James 2 and 14 through 17 says, what good is it, my brothers and sister, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If someone says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well-fed, but is nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself is not accompanied by actions is dead. I see this a lot, and I know it's bad to say, but people will go, like, oh, I'll pray for your family. I know it's a hard time. If we say we're going to pray for them, we need to. It's just, you just have to do it. Because if you're going to say that, I'm going to pray for you, it's going to be okay, and you never pray for them, you have the faith, but there's no deeds. And it doesn't work unless they're together. In closing, don't just pretend to love, 
really love him. Love each other with a genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy, but put but hard work and serve the Lord. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to show God's love. Like Dawn was saying, the more that we study the Bible and watch mature Christians, it teaches us to show love in appropriate ways. We are to love, we are, we are to love because God loved us first. He sent Jesus to show us, let us all remember when we are angry or frustrated or the person in the cookout line gets in front of us. Think about how God would handle the situation. Every example shows that Jesus would have been kind. So, Jesus is love. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> Didn't our students do a great job this morning? Can we clap for them again? So I have to tell y'all, I'm so grateful that we have this opportunity uh, for our youth to lead us in worship on Sunday morning, but I want you to know that uh, the preparation that they do and that they put forth, it doesn't just start on Sunday morning. Um, I've been so proud of these guys in the way they have, they have stepped up um, to prepare. They've, they've come to my office to sit down and say, hey, we've we got to talk about this. What is, what is it that I'm exactly supposed to do on Sunday morning? Um, and I even want to give a, a shout out to, to Casey. This morning I kind of put him on the spot because I came up and he had prepared the prelude for us and I said, well, how would you feel about doing the offertory too? Do you feel good about that? And he said, I got to run home and get my book. And so he, he stepped up just this morning and was prepared to, to help lead you all in worship. And so I just can't uh, thank you enough for the opportunity that you've given us this morning to share with you and to allow these students um, to share what they have prepared uh, to lead in worship. They, they are just such a wonderful bunch, and I am so um, proud of each of them, and it is just such a privilege to be able to work with them. Um, they have brought a, a strong word for us this morning, and so I have nothing to say to you. They have brought it. Um, and so the only thing I do want to say this morning is if you feel like God is um, tugging on your heart this morning or you're hearing that little whisper in your ear or whatever is going on in your heart and you feel like God is saying to you, you know what, I think I do need to work on my relationship with God a little bit. Or, you know what, I think there are a few people that I could name that maybe I need to let go of that. Whatever that is, my prayer for you now is that you wouldn't walk out of this room without taking care of that. Um, so we're going to enter into a time of invitation. Um, and that is just a time for you to either stay in your pew uh, and have a talk with God or you can come down front um, and pray. The altar is always open, or you can come and talk to me, too, if you need to. Um, however, God is leading this morning, but we're going to be singing our closing hymn. It's number 294, Have Thine Own Way, Lord.
Let us pray. Gracious God, we thank you for the opportunity we had to come in this sacred space for worship. We thank you for all the ways that we have been challenged today to be better Christians. God, I pray that you would help each of us as we go about this week to look for more opportunities to be kinder to those around us. Help us have a good attitude that makes people see a difference in us and help us to share with them that the difference that they see is because of you. May our hearts be transformed and ready to serve in any way that we can that we can find. I pray that we would each find more ways to spend time with you this week. Remind us that in the midst of our busy schedules, the, mo the most important time we spend is with you. Guide and lead us and bring us back safely next week. In Jesus' name, amen.